there's so many ways keeping what you have there if you don't need to replace it don't just resurface it or paint it or leave it if it's functioning and it's not ugly and orange or brown just leave it you don't have to renovate to the highest standard with a budget renovation you're listening to she renovates the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love Hello, it's Bernadette Jansen, and before we get into this episode, I need to remind you that the information in this podcast is general in nature and opinion only. It should not be taken as personal advice. There are significant risks with buying and renovating property, and you should maximise your profit potential and minimise your risk by seeking independent advice that relates to your personal circumstances through your own financial planner, accountant, and any other professionals that you are working with. The examples in this podcast are for illustrative purposes only. Welcome. So I've got Michelle Lewis here. Now I first met Michelle oh, quite a few years ago at Property Women and She's always struck me as being someone that's so full of energy and enthusiasm around renovating. And I think that you're the perfect person to come on this podcast, Michelle, because that's what we need. Like people that are energetic and are out there rocking it in their own world so that they can really inspire other women to really step into what it is that they want to do. So I'm going to start by asking you if you can just share a bit about your story and your, you know, what's brought you to this point. Yes, awesome. Thank you, um, Benedette, and hi to all the listeners out here. I'm really honoured to be invited to come and speak with you. You have been a mentor of mine and someone that I look up look up to in property. We have a lot in common. I don't know if you remember, but we both registered nurses or have been registered nurses. And like you, I was home with the kids wanting to make some income for the family and looking for a challenge. And that's how renovating came to me. So it sort of came to me in a very natural way. I was naturally someone that liked to buy something that was in need of work and do it up. So, and then from there, it was something I could do whilst having a family. And it's been an awesome journey along the way. Absolutely. Actually, I do remember that. And (laughs) so you're in Adelaide and I I originated in Adelaide as well. Were you originally from Adelaide? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm back in Adelaide now. I did my my, uh, nursing at the Royal Adelaide Hospital um, way back when. (laughs) So we do have a lot in common. We do. We do. (laughs) So do you want to elaborate a bit more on your property story? Yes, absolutely. So my first property purchase was prior to getting married. Unfortunately, I lost my dad at a young age, but when his father died, I came into an amount of money. And I had read uh, one of Tony Robbins' books, which was The Power Within, I think. And I had also learned a little bit about renovating through different means. And it just made sense to me. I thought, yes, you buy an asset that doesn't depreciate, that appreciates, you can, and you can add value to that asset. And then over time, that asset will grow. And that just made complete sense to me. So that's sort of how my journey started. We bought a property that had been housed with 22 cats. So as you can imagine, there was a lot of cat fur. There was a massive cat run. Um, Most people were walking through and going, oh, this is disgusting. And I was going, this is fantastic. We can renovate this and add value. So that was our first project. We still hold that property. We purchased it for 
$149,600 and today it's probably worth about three fifty. dollars So, you know, a wonderful example of buying low, adding value and then um, having a great asset, which brings us rental income now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So where is it? So that's in Adelaide in Woodville South, which okay. is within a very short walk, like a two-minute walk to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. It's in between the city and the sea. So either way, close to transport, all the things we look for when we're buying a renovated property, all those key areas, walk to shops and all your local amenities. So that's been a wonderful um, project. We did a lot of the work ourselves. Nowadays, I project manage the work. More so, um, as you know, putting your own time is not always uh, time well invested. Uh, Now, on the last flip I did, I think we had about 13 tradies on site at once, which my husband was very nervous about. And I was like, we're fine. I'll bring my chocolate um, slice and I'll get them coffees and food. And they were all happy. There was, you know, there was no issues. It's all about communication, making the environment fun and safe and, and, and getting it all happening and done. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. A way to a tradie's heart is definitely through his stomach. <laughs> exactly. And I just, I love this week, if I can deter, for, uh, go off track for a minute, um, there was a sign that's come out that says women and men at work on a work site overseas in Italy. And I'm so thrilled because, of course, tradies aren't all men and renovators and builders and developers aren't all men where women exactly yeah Yeah. really exciting Yeah. yeah so what next so what next so I was always of the opinion that I would do everything myself and I would, I would never need anyone to help me and I'm so independent <laughs> of course we all know that in time our borrowing capacity is either non-existent or we need to work with others to move forward and not only that but I think you know I've come to a point where I've acknowledged that I have the skills to renovate I have a great deal of knowledge about investing and I really put a lot of time and effort every week into learning my craft and my skills and so I'm at a point now where I can bring that to deals and that can be part of my contribution so if I don't have the capital or the cash I've got the knowledge and the skills and I can work with other people beginning their journey and help them on the path to make some money out of renovating or in property investing which is exciting (laughs) exactly exactly and that it's I always, because I'm quite keen on joint ventures as well. I've got, yeah. I think I'm doing my seventh at the moment. Fantastic. And um, the thing I like about it is having someone to share the journey with. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We as women tend to need other women. And I always say to people, yes, it's lovely to make money. And I'm so thrilled that I have been able to build some income around property. But for me, the highlight is the women I've met and the journey that I have shared with them. My best friends are property investors. I spend a lot of time with these people and they are my support base. They're my go-to. We share knowledge. We're all growing on this journey together it's very much not a closed attitude it's an open mind how can I help you how can we help each other how can we grow together it's it's a wonderful space to be in and if you can find other property friends and mentors like that hang on to them because they're gold they are yeah Mm. and there's nothing like actually that that banter around the aesthetics you know the picking of light fittings and we're talking about the strategy and that's great too but it's just something really nice about Having off, I've had often a very late night conversation when I've been trying to get the selections <laughs> done for a deal and be on Zoom, you know, with a glass of wine and, and just, you know, going through Pinterest with someone else. It's, it's, it's addictive. 
Yeah, and I think renovating really is a wonderful creative strategy. So it's one of those places not only can we use our knowledge and our intellectual ability, but we can use our creative selves and we can put into play. It's a bit like doing a painting, but you're painting a whole property and that's really exciting. And I think women do have a special intuitive sense about that kind of thing. I I really agree with that because I I think it comes from being like this may sound sexist and it's not meant to be, but being a traditional homemaker, that nesting instinct, I just see it as being an extension of that. Yeah, it's like you might say to your partner or boyfriend or husband, you know, what do you think of this colour or that colour? And they're like, uh, I've got no clue. Yeah. <laughs> and they honestly don't care. So it's, it's, you know, not to say that all men are like that, of course, but no. generally the women are quite instinctive in that. But Having said that, people need to be careful not to renovate to their own taste. So we want to renovate to the the greatest market we can. But look at what other people are doing. Look at the latest styles and trends. Talk to stylists and, and get some, you know, good solid information so that you're not renovating to your own tastes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that. (laughs) We have, yes. (laughs) I often tell a story that the worst thing I have ever seen was in wearing Surrey Hills. Yes. And um, I went to an open inspection and really, really lovely um, property that had been renovated by a gay couple. Yep. And in the bathroom, its (laughs) crowning glory was this massive stainless steel urinal. Probably not to everyone's taste. What were they thinking? (laughs) They were thinking that they were going to love it. (laughs) So, but anyhow. That's great for um, the renovator because that's an easy fix. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's really great. So let's talk about strategy. So what, do you have a favourite strategy? Guessing it's buy, renovate and hold, but Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's really interesting you say that because over the last one to two years, I've really had, I've tried to push myself a lot in terms of what I'm doing. And I've had, I've been looking at uh, development strategies as well. And we have tried that strategy in the past and it was met with some, some issues. More recently, someone's bought me a deal that is a Renault flip and it was just like my light bulb switched on again. And I was like, you need to align your strategy with your core values and what you love and what you're good at and what Mm. you know and what you've done before. So for listeners out there that haven't yet worked out your strategy, think about the things that you're really good at. Are you good at organising? Are you good at communicating with people? Some people are fantastic at finding deals. So that's why it's really great to work within a team of people around you. You know, share what you're good at and accept the input of others that are better at other things. It's a bit of a team. It's that whole concept of having a team around you and working with what you're good at. So I guess my bread and butter strategy has always been the budget renovation. Now, that's a fantastic strategy for beginners or people that just want to step into the market to start with. It's not a great strategy for high-end deals or structural renovations. Obviously, you need to put more money in and be more specific with that. But the budget renovations, I love. I love not to spend money, as you know. Mm, I do. <laughs> and have a you know a great, safe, basic home for people, which is you know what I have traditionally done. So moving forward, I'm open to every kind of deal possible. I think my strength is definitely in the renovating space. I know that space really well. So going forward, I hope to do more of that and a combination of perhaps buy, renovate and hold. But I'm definitely open to developments as well. The yeah. other thing I need to is on my to-do list is our self-managed super fund. So I looked at this some years ago and then I sort of put it to the side. 
but I definitely would like to look at ways in which we can grow that for our future. Yeah. yeah. Actually, um, I have an episode coming up Ooh. on property and renovating in self-managed super funds. So uh-huh. we have an awesome financial planner in our community and uh, it's really great because she's we've obviously introduced her to renovating and she's really taken it on with gusto. Wow. And, and she's a great resource because she's got that incredibly strong financial background, yes. which is, you know, because, of course, with superannuation, you need to tread the line very carefully. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so that will be coming up shortly. Yeah, I think that's a really fantastic point is, again, that team around you. Property renovation and investing is actually a people's business and it's a business about working with a group of people. So communication and working with others is really a massive factor in getting it right. If you don't have those people around you, it can really hurt you. And I think the other thing to keep open-minded about is it's good to try different people. So you might try one person for a particular aspect, for example, an accountant, And it may or may not work out and it's okay, but sometimes you have to find that right fit for you and your situation. And again, it's great to get resources from other people that have already been there Mm. and done that and talk to them and find out what fits you. Um, You don't always have to follow the herd, but just find out what what fits in for you. Yeah, Mm, I really agree with that. So just one more question before we move into, we've sort of talked about how it's impacted your life, but how has renovating and property impacted? your life Michelle? Well it's had a massive impact because what it's meant is I haven't had to go to work when the children were young. I would actually take the kids along to our renovation site day in day out hashtag OH&S issue (laughs) but you know I could have them with me. I did it at the times I wanted. It's something that I could fit in around family and that's priceless and there's not a lot of jobs that you can do that I know of that work in that way. So it really meant that I could be mum for many years and I could work around um, the family and also do my investing. It also gave me a massive sense of stimulation like I was I'm obsessed with listening to podcasts and just hearing other people's stories, learning from what other people have done, you know, that has been a massive sense. It's real been a real passion for me outside of my regular life. I think also most of us in the investing world will agree that it is difficult to find other women that are doing what you're doing. And so then being able to listen to them on podcast or catching up online is is really like a sanity saver for me. That was, you know, a huge, a huge, a wonderful part of, of my beginning, especially investing journey and still is today. You know, I love that. So it's given us choice. It's given us freedom. It's meant when my husband's had time off work, we've had money in the bank to see us through those periods. So it's meant that we didn't have to stress financially. Um, don't get me wrong. There's been ups and downs along the way. None of us have been through the journey without hiccups or lost money or properties who that have gone down in price that's part of the journey so it's definitely um, had a wonderful impact I've traveled all over Australia with my property journey with my property learning and I've absolutely loved that that's given me a little break from the family at times which is um, very good for mums who need it (laughs) exactly yeah And yeah, it's interesting. I think my motivation really for starting my business was around surrounding myself with people who shared the interests. Like I I did find being on site almost lonely at times. Yes, it is. It can be very lonely. And now I'm part, we've created a small group in Adelaide here with a developer and a builder and we meet weekly mostly. And we've all commented, you know, how it is fantastic to have that connection because we're mostly sitting by ourselves doing everything ourselves. And it is a lonely journey and um, we all need connection. 
Uh, I agree, yes. Yeah. Makes it, um, it enriches your life. Yes, it does. It really does. And, you know, in making those friendships, you go through all of the milestones of life, which is lovely. Yeah. Exactly. And what about your children? Are they showing any inklings? Yeah, well, it's interesting because when we drive around the streets, I'm forever talking about property and now my 8 and 12-year-old girls will say, oh, look, mum, there's a development site. Mum, oh, that'd be a great renovator. Oh, (laughs) that's so gorgeous. Absolutely. You know, and they've been on site with us since they were young and helped, you know, recently my husband and my son rebuild a small deck at our property here in Woodfield South. So the girls went along and helped a bit. So we do really try and encourage them um, to get along. And we've actually taken a bit of a leap and enrolled the three of them. They're doing a business course, a kids' business course this year. So that's been a fantastic journey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they've started um, a little business. So we're just trying to encourage them, their little entrepreneurial spirits, to give yes. them choices in life when they, yeah. you know, as they go along. Yeah. And yeah. talking about children on building sites, when um, <laughs> our children were the same. And Disclaimer, you shouldn't do that. I know. <laughs> but... Um, We were doing a renovation on our own home and it was massive, like really big. And one evening, Stephen and I got up, went up a ladder to check out the new roof structure (laughs) after the tradies had gone home. Mm. And I just looked back to see David, who was about two, and his little head was popping over the edge. So he followed us up the ladder. And, oh, my God, my heart was in my mouth because if he came off, he would have come off on concrete and, oh, it was terrible. But he was just so curious and just wanted to be in everything and just loved the whole process, even from such a little age. As soon as he could pick up a pencil, he was drawing houses. And, of course, now he draws houses for a living because he's an architect. So, yeah, yeah, so he's certainly sowing the seeds for their future. I think, you know, um, living by example or showing by example rather than talking about it is really important and that goes for stress management and all the things that affect young children. So we we definitely try and balance our, our lives out and encourage our kids to meditate and do all sorts of things to keep them in a space where they're mentally healthy because there is a lot of pressure on young kids these days and, and young mums and ourselves and all generations, I think. So mindset training and um, self-care is something I'm really passionate about as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what would you say has been the most challenging thing about, you know, your renovating and property journey? That's a really interesting question because, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is belief in self. So when you start your journey, you do some things and you think, oh, you know, I'm doing okay. But, you know, lots of people gave me lots of beautiful praise and feedback and I didn't really have that self-belief to start with. And I think that comes along with self-development and mindset training is really, and I really encourage all the women out there to really go within and believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. So I think, you know, on a personal note that the biggest challenge has been um, just, you know, coming into my own and telling myself that I am enough and now we're getting a bit woo-woo and deep. But I think it's really important because women tend to knock themselves down a bit and if they don't, someone else will. So I think we all need to stand up and stand tall and stand strong in in ourselves and, and stand alongside whoever else it is and say, yes, we can do this too. And if you don't have the skills to take that action that you need, you need to find out how you can learn about it. So anything's possible because everyone has been there before and done it. 
and many times women have done it as well and this is not a women or a men's conversation really but just in general terms someone's always done it so really the simplest advice I would give to people is you can google everything if you want to do something you can start with a google and then find out where you can get educated and teach yourself but really work on your mindset training and your self-development because that is where I have seen the greatest change in myself is learning those skills and really stepping up and into my own power and my own space and, and just believing in myself and not being afraid to say that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, I've certainly often say that the difference between someone who succeeds and someone who doesn't is their level of confidence. Yes. Like yes. you can you can get the skills, you can learn how to do it, but there's a big difference between actually knowing what to do and going out there and doing it. Yes, yes. And I think you did ask me what my three tips were and one of them was the take action. So mm-hmm. lots of our, well, quite a few properties we've bought have been under 150,000 or 100, under 200,000. And that is achievable for many people and even if not by yourself in a joint venture, so you can do courses and do courses and do courses, but you need to take the action. Um, oh, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if you don't have that mindset to take the action, work on your mindset. If you don't have the skills to take the action, get educated and work on those skills. Mm. You know, sometimes you need to build yourself and your knowledge before you jump in. Other times you can jump in and learn along the way. But whatever the case, take action, A-C-T-I-O-N, action. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Good. And so, so that's one of your tips. Do you want to share some more? Yeah, so um, I think the first one I said was education. So as Bernadette said, we met when, um, when I first joined my property journey or started my journey, I researched all the groups that were around at the time and I don't think the School of Renovating was. No. No, no. So I joined up with Property Woman because that aligned with my values. They weren't trying to sell me any property. It was purely an education group. And that was really life-changing for me. Um, I did the Brilliant Diamond program with about 20 other women, uh, ranging from, I think, about age 30 to 67 was our oldest participant. Wow. Was so fantastic, Di. She's yeah. still around today and a good friend. And so, yeah, education is key. So, yeah, get educated. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I would definitely second that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I think my next point was um, what I had just gone through. And then what was my third point, Bernadette? (laughs) Well, that's coming to you. Do you want to tell us a bit about how you execute your budget renovations? Because I love how you operate. Well, it's very interesting because that was my third point, be frugal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Come to us. Yeah. So I think, you know, at the last presentation I did when we caught up in Adelaide, when I had my disco balls and my flowers, (laughs) I think one of the things I spoke to the group about was to, and this is something that came to me as I was doing a renovation one day, is if you really want to do a budget renovation, you want to try and renovate like you have no money because that's often what people do when they've bought a house and their money's tight they renovate like they they have no money. So it's really about repurposing and reusing. So when we did a reno um, hold in Newcastle, we basically bought everything off Gumtree. Nothing was new. I think maybe I got a secondhand bench top or something. I buy all the mistinted paint, you know, get a minimum of three to four quotes for everything that can save you thousands of dollars. Yeah, buying the mistinted paint, ask them out the back, can I come and have a look what you've got out the back? You save hundreds and thousands of dollars on paint. There's so many ways. Keeping what you have there, if you don't need to replace it, don't. 
just resurface it or paint it or leave it. If it's functioning and it's not ugly and orange or brown, just leave it. You don't have to renovate to the highest standard with a budget renovation. So, um, of course, out the back off cuts always, wherever you go, ask, have you got anything out the back? Just recently, I helped a client do a pre-sale renovation and initially we had bought some carpet off of Gumtree. That didn't work out, so we got onto some carpet guys and to cut a long story short, initial quotes we'd had were between four and $6,000. But we asked the question, um, what have you got that you don't want anymore? What are you having trouble selling? And we had the whole place carpeted for $1,000. So oh, my gosh. That's that amazing. Was, yeah, that was a saving of like minimum of three grand. And that was just by, you know, asking what don't you need? It was, it was a, a fashionable style. It just wasn't the most popular colour, but it was fine. And no yeah. one complained about it. So ask the questions, yeah. Yeah, and what about styling? Where do you get your styling? Yeah, so when uh, we did a Renault flip in New South Wales in Newcastle in Katara South, so the couch that was on the side of the road, I drove past this couch and I'm like, oh, that looks like a good couch, but I'm sure it must have a massive hole in it or something. (laughs) I pulled over and it was beautiful and I rang up one of my traders. I said, get the ute, we need to come and pick up the couch. So we went around and picked up the couch and actually I loved that couch. I kept it for a couple of years and eventually gave it away to someone who was a very grateful recipient. But side of road, um, gum tree and whatever you buy in gum tree, you can then resell after. So technically your styling doesn't have to cost any think Kmart's brilliant for cheap quilts you don't need to put beds in um, properties to style them you can use blow-up mattresses with something underneath you can also use mattresses that people want to throw away so you can actually advertise on Gumtree what you want so I've often put on an ad saying something like wanted single bed mattress uh, not for use just for styling and then you can dispose of it or on sell it afterwards so definitely so many ways to save I've rang up TV repair companies. Have you got any um, TVs that you're not using that I can borrow for a few weeks? Yeah, no worries. I gave them a $50 deposit, took the TV back after. It doesn't have a plug or anything, but it sits there for styling beautifully. You know, broken dishwashers, you name it, it's out there and it's you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah, I've definitely been channeling you, Michelle. So I've got a team at the moment that are renovating this very sweet little apartment in Edgecliff. Yes. And and they're on a really tight, well, they think they're on a tight budget. I don't think it's that tight, but anyhow, they think it is. Yeah, okay. And I was over there last night and they were saying, saying, well, the telly should go on that wall, but we're not actually going to put one on there because we haven't got it in the budget. And I said, go out when there's council clean up go out, pick a television up because you do need a tally there. It doesn't have to work, but you just need to tell the story that that's where the tally goes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, you've reminded me of another thing I did. So in this flip we did in Newcastle, there was no air conditioning. So I bought two splits off of Gumtree and I put them in the garage and I just, to save me the installation fee, I just said to the purchasers, oh, we weren't sure where you'd want the splits to be. So we've we've purchased them. They're in the shed. And we did that for actually some of the kitchen. We actually didn't install the pantry. We put that in the shed, again, saving on cost and time and said, well, you know, we just wanted you to decide where you wanted the pantry. So you have to create the story, but you don't actually have to put it all in. You need to create a safe space and have a few added extras because those splits off Gumtree were peanuts. But to buy them new, you know, that's a few thousand dollars. So, yeah. That's sneaky, Michelle. It's a bit sneaky, isn't it? Is that legal? <laughs> no, I think it's okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's it, yeah, that's, that's what I've done. And yeah. it just comes out from within, Bernadette. I don't know where from. <laughs> it's just who I am. <laughs> well, mm, yeah, exactly. tell, 
It is, yeah. So let's just recap what we've covered. So initially you're talking about mindset and actually managing your confidence levels and, you know, because that's probably the key to your success. And then we went into being educated, so getting educated. To be honest with you, I think a really brilliant form of education if you're on a budget is books. Yes, yes. You can have someone that might have a, you know, $10,000 program, but you can buy their book for $40. That's correct. Yeah. So there's really no excuse for not being educated. Yes, I agree. There's loads of free podcasts, uh, including your own, which I've been listening to two episodes of this morning. Yeah, so it's fantastic. So, you know, and I must work out a better strategy because I am often carrying my computer around the house into every room of the house listening to stuff. I must get some kind of backpack <laughs> so oh, I can carry it around. Oh, so you're listening so I can, to videos yeah, and things. I'm yeah. listening to podcasts. I do sometimes do it off my phone, which is much easier. But because often people say, how do you find the time? And it's like, well, you actually make the time. So I'm having breakfast with the kids. We're listening to a podcast. I'm, I'm doing something for myself and I'm getting educated continually, educating myself. When you're driving in the car, I'm constantly listening to podcasts and it's exciting. It's exciting to see what's happening out there in the world and being part of it. And I'm very excited because now I'm on your podcast. Yes. So that'll be a perfect episode for you to listen to. No, I can't wait. <laughs> so um, next thing is to surround yourself with like-minded people, a team of like-minded people, and work with people who align with your values. Yeah, look, this is fantastic. So I run a property women meetup group here in Adelaide every so often. And I find that we are a bit different to the other groups. For a start, we're only women, generally speaking, but there's definitely a nurturing and uh, spirituality is a kind of word I guess you use, but there's a, a sort of a connection that we all share and it's not about greed or keeping information from other people. It's very much about supporting and nurturing and sharing and growing together as a group. So and, you know, if you can't find a group, then start one. That's I've, everywhere I've lived. I've always started a group because, I'm, you know, this is a huge part of my life and I want to share it with other people. I don't want to do it alone. So, um, yeah, mm. I encourage you to get out there and, and just find your group, if not create it yourself. Exactly, mm. exactly. Like Bernadette as, did. <laughs> yeah, well, I say, so, say if the door of opportunity doesn't open, build, build one. Yeah, ding, yeah. ding, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one was about being frugal. Yes, frugal, absolutely. Mm. So, you know, you can go to Bunnings and you can buy a tap that's a few hundred dollars, but there's also a much cheaper alternative. The key is getting the cheapest one that looks the most expensive, (laughs) (laughs) as you know. So some people um, are naturally talented at that and others are not. So I would encourage you to learn from other people if you're not um, that way inclined. I went with a client recently to Bunnings and um, saved her a few hundred dollars just by being a bit creative um, and finding stuff there. You know, always look at the stuff that's on sale or reduced or they're throwing out. You don't have to have the specific and the best and the biggest. You need something that looks cool and doesn't cost much. Um, So always be on the lookout um, for that sort of thing. The other thing is you can buy anything and everything off of Gumtree. So people are always shocked what I pick up off of Gumtree, but people are selling, you know, Probably the only thing I haven't seen on Gumtree is underwear, (laughs) reused underwear. I'm so pleased to hear that, Michelle. (laughs) But apart from that, you can buy anything. So you need to get out there on Gumtree and start searching um, all your fittings, all your fixtures, even paint you can buy on Gumtree, carpet you can buy on Gumtree. 
word of warning though go and check it out make sure it's not got holes on and with carpet be careful because it's probably been pre-stretched so it may not be suitable for your budget renovation but it, it does have its place it does have its place the other thing is when you're renovating and you're um, taking things out of a property Put it on your front lawn if you can either sell it on Gumtree and if you can't sell it, you put it on Gumtree for free and people will come and take away stuff and that'll save you in skip bin money. Exactly. Your trash is someone's treasure. <laughs> it definitely is. So thank you very much. That's been a really valuable and informative episode. Loved having you on. And just to let everyone know that Michelle's supplied some photos of her projects. And so they will be in the um, show notes. So if you go over to our website, www.theschoolofrenovating, and go to this episode and download the show notes and the transcription, you'll find a very interesting and beautiful story there. Mm. Thank you so much, Bernadette, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope to meet you all one day. And, Bernadette, next time I'm in Sydney, we must catch up. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I do come to Adelaide quite a bit too. Well, not quite a bit, twice a year. So oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, so yes, keep in get touch. There too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you. That'd be lovely. All right, Bernadette, have a thank great day. You. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.